I'm going to talk to you today about, about the value of timing. The, the value of timing. You know, um, you ever heard somebody say these statements? They were at the right place at the right time. You ever been at the right place at the right time? It was just that moment and you said, whoa, what better moment? This was it. Or somebody else said their timing was perfect. And, um, and so I want to talk to you about how to, how to make sure that you don't miss the timing issue when you're making decisions. Because uh, the truth is, is there's, there's things that we need to know. We need to know what to do in life. If you don't know what to do, you're in trouble, okay? So you need to figure out, what do I want? That was my statement always to my children when they were coming up. I would say, you tell me what you want. Sometimes they said, well, Dad, tell me what I should be in life. I said, no, no, you tell me what you want. I'll help you to get there, but you got to tell me what you want. And so it took a long time for some of them. My, my youngest son, I remember we went through his career thing forever. And one day he was 18 years of age and we were on an airplane just making a little uh, uh, a move from you know, an island over to Hawaii. We was going from one island to the other, hopping. And these two young looking students like got on the plane to fly it. And we're sitting right there, and my son Blake's eyes lit up. He said, they're going to fly this? And I said, yeah, they're just kids. And I said, they're, they're like my age, Dad. And I said, yeah. And suddenly he flipped out. That's the coolest thing ever. I want to fly. He'd never been in a plane, done that much before, been in the cockpit. He came over to Columbus, uh, and uh, actually Greg Grussell helped him. Got over here to the Columbus and wound up. He'd hang around. Anybody had a plane? I'll fly with you. I'll fly with you. And, I'd call him at night. Where you at? I'm in Colorado. I'm in Las Vegas. I'm flying with people he didn't even know. He gave up dating. Good looking boy. Gave up dating. Wouldn't date anybody. I just got to live at the airport. Became a pilot and now has like 10 type ratings and flies all the big stuff. But I remember it was the timing. It was that moment when he saw them that suddenly it all came together. It's what I want to do. The timing. When the timing is perfect in your life, suddenly doors open up. You see opportunities. Let me give you a Bible character because when I teach leadership, I always try to do a Bible character so you can also know that. Esther in the book of the, the Bible is a book about a woman, and uh, it's God's selection and God's timing in the affairs of a nation. And when you read it, it reads like a, a real novel. Uh, the person that said timing is everything, when you write the book, when you read the book of uh, Esther, it sounds like that, like the perfect timing. Here's how the story went. There was a king who was very powerful. He, was, he ruled from India to Ethiopia. He had 127 providences under him. He was extremely powerful, a large land mass that he oversaw. And he had a party one time. Now get this. Here's how long his party lasted. Not a weekend, not a week, not two weeks. His party that he threw lasted 180 days. Six months, you're having a party, all-out party every night. Now, some of you folks, you'd be right in there. Some of you folks say, I can't party that long. But some of you say, where is it at? What's going on? Uh, but that's what a, a six-month party. And this king threw, he spared no expense. He threw it all out there. And then there came a time in the last week of his party that he asked his queen who was a beautiful lady, if she would come and she would show herself to the crowd. And uh, it'd be like if I said, Miss Debbie, everybody been partying for the past, my, my wife of 42 years is here today. And so if I said, Miss Debbie, we've been partying for six months, everybody's good and drunk. I want you to come out here and show them how pretty you are. Well, this wife 
She said, I'm not going out there for all those men to be gawking at me. They've been drinking six months. I'm not going. And so the queen's wife, who was very pretty, said, I'm not going to do it. And the king got offended. And he decided time to get a new wife. If she don't do what I want and she's embarrassed me in front of all my friends. So he went on a search for a new wife. And then God's hand starts being shown through it all as well. There's a little Jewish girl. Her name is Esther. And the book is named after her. And Esther is this quiet young girl whose mother and father are dead. She's living with an uncle named Mordecai. And so she's a Jewish girl. And so she's living there, minding her own business. And they come by her house and say, you're beautiful. You made the list. We want you to come see the king. She doesn't know what's going on. She goes in to see the king. The king says, I want her. And now she becomes the new queen. Esther takes the place of Vashti. Now, she's living there in the palace all this time. And then one day there's this wicked man whose name is, uh, is Haman. And Haman hates the Jews. He's, he's a racist. He hates the Jews. And he decides he's going to try a way to kill and exterminate all the Jews. Kind of the first holocaust. And so Haman has, this, has gallows built that they can hang them on a particular day. Mordecai hears about it. Mordecai goes to Esther. And he says, listen, honey, he said, you're my niece and God's put you in a great position and a place. He said, but honey, I want to tell you something. He said, Haman's about to kill all of our ancestors. And he said, and God put you in the place. You didn't go search for it. God found you, put you in the place, and now you're the queen. If anybody has a voice in the ear of the king, it'd be you. And then he says, so Esther, if you go into the king's presence without an invitation. Obviously, you can be killed. You broke the law. A lot of problems can happen. But Esther, if you don't go in his presence, the fact is, is that your people will die. So Esther, you can lose everything or you can save a nation. And then he said this. He said, perhaps God put you here, and he uses a phrase, for such a time as this. I've always believed that we're in a certain spot at a certain time. That every one of us are in a place at a particular time for something. And we got to figure out what that time is. Why am I in this stage in life at this place? And you can narrow it down to some small areas first. Think about the people that you know and love or people that need encouragement or people that need a friend. And that's your time now. That's your moment now. My wife the other day had said something about her mother who was going through a little tough time. And I said, Debbie, why don't you pause right now and just write her a note? You know how much your mother loves handwritten notes? Just write her a note and tell her, Mom, I remember when we went through the divorce and I was young. I was only seven years of age. But I said, tell her, I remember how you worked two jobs to put food on the table and keep the shoes on our feet and clothes on our back. And, and I said, write your mom one of those kind of letters. Not only just, I hope you did good, I hope things are well, but write her a letter about, I know the struggles you went through as a single parent raising me and my brother. I said, do those things. And she wrote and her, her mother wrote back and said, that was the sweetest letter. He said, I can't tell you how it made my day. Well, sure it would. When you hear from your child like that, it's the timing issue. Some of you got people in your life right now, a mother, a father, remember that dead noses smell no roses. Okay, While they're alive, take a moment, send a text, write a card, do something that says, I want you to know I love you. The, even in those little things, your timing may mean the difference. I told a man one time at our church, he was here at a service, and I said to him something about, I love you. He said, he felt the love when he came in the door. And I said, we do. We care about you. He wrote me a card later and said, you don't know this. I had a gun in my car. I was planning on taking my life that afternoon. But I came to church that day 
and I found people that really reached out to me and cared about me. And the man stayed, kept from taking his life because other people somehow were there at the right time with the right thing. So it doesn't have to be some big thing. But now timing is important. Knowing what to do, where to go, uh, how to do something is important. But knowing when to do it is the most important as well. In fact, in couples, sometimes I see this in marriage when you see a divorce. I'll see a wife who spends all of her time saying to her husband, our marriage is not well, we're not healthy, help us, da-da-da. And the husband's not paying attention. He's just doing his thing. He's at work. He's all concerned about that. And then one day she decides, okay, this marriage is over, and she's got other interests and another life. She's going her way. And then he says, wait a minute, let's talk, let's talk. She says, no, I'm tired of talking. I've been talking all this time. You never listen. And now that he wants to listen, she don't want to talk. But when she wanted to talk, he didn't want to listen. And the timing could have made all the difference in the world. So let me give you some things about timing. One is there's always a too soon and a too late moment. You can have the moments when it's, you know, you, it's just too quick. You, you know what to do, but you don't do it right then. Um, there are a lot of decisions I know ought to be made, but I say it's not the right timing. There are certain times that, that you know this would be the moment, but if you act now, it may make it worse. There's a too late moment. Uh, if you start reading, just Google it sometime. Inventions that were created too late. And they'll have also the contrast, inventions created too early. And they'll tell about people that missed it both ways because they created something, but it was at the wrong time, or they created something in the wrong place. Now, that's the important part. Now, there's also a time to step forward in the new ground. Some of you got opportunities in front of you right now that you're thinking, I'd like to do that, but you know what's holding you back? It's the fear. It's the fear of failure. It's the fear of, what if I do this and I lose something? And I'm telling you, there's always going to be the fear factor in anything with timing, but you got to realize if you don't do it, life will go right on. In fact, in Ecclesiastes, the last chapter of Ecclesiastes, the wisest man in the world talks about timing. And he says, you need to be doing the things now while you're healthy, while you're able, while you're capable, and don't wait until it's too late. Uh, I believe a good decision today will make, make a better life tomorrow. Um, timing, think about this, in baseball, a batter needs as much uh, uh, ability of timing as he does power. When that ball's coming 95 miles an hour, he's got to be able to know exactly when to swing. I watched a fight years ago. I'm a UFC fan. I watched this fight with Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo. And Jose Aldo was a champion that was very tough, and, and, uh, and nobody thought he could be beat. And Conor McGregor beat him in 13 seconds. And when they asked Connor the secret to him, they're holding the microphone, and here was his words. I remember grabbing a pen and I had to write this down. He was thinking his whole time in his fight, but he thought in 13 seconds of eating, he said, no, no, you have to understand. And he's an Irish man, so he talks that way. He said, timing always beats speed. And then he said, precision will always beat power. Now, in that world, they understood that. Timing beats speed. No matter how fast you are, the perfect timing will, will overcome that. And so timing for us needs to be, what do I do? Now, let me give you some thoughts. We love to do it in shooting things. We call it ready, fire, aim, you know, ready, aim, fire. And people sometimes they just, you know, they get ready, 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 but they never shoot. They analyze things to death. They just, they paralyze. I don't ever act, but I know it all. I've studied it and studied it and studied it, but they never pull the trigger. Then there's some people that they fire, fire, fire. They don't know if I hit anything. They don't know what they hit. They fire, fire, fire. They just take action all the time. And, and the sequence has got to be ready. I know where I'm going. 
aim, I'm precise, and then fire. And it's got to be right in sequence. And so when you do it right, you get good results. When timing is right, good things always happen. Let me give you four ways that we can deal with timing. The wrong action at the wrong time is disaster. Um, you know, if you do the wrong thing at the wrong time, neither one of that's going to work for you. If Esther had approached the king or just burst in the door and not even said, pray about it, think about it, wait at the right time, she'd have said, oh, thank you, Mordecai, I'll go in and stop it now. She could have messed up everything. Fact is, is some people are always making decisions without good thoughts. I had a friend recently that she's made a lot of bad decisions. And finally, she said, Bill, help me. She said, what am I doing wrong? And I said, can you admit this? If you can admit this and not get your feelings hurt, but admit it, we can heal you today. And she said, okay, what is it? And I said, learn to say these words and know it and believe it. You are really good at making bad decisions, okay? And she said, what? I said, no, say it. Because you, you just said to me, all I've never done is bad. Say it. Just say, I'm really good at making bad decisions. She said, I can't say that. I said, that's a bad decision. Say it. You got to say it. And so it took a while. It was like drinking vinegar, I guess. She said, I'm really good at making bad decisions. I said, you don't believe it. Until you believe it. Now, not everybody can say that. But if you're really good at making bad decisions, acknowledge it. Own it. And then you can go to people that make good decisions and say, I'm really good at making bad decisions. Can you help me make a good decision? And guess what? They'll probably help you make a better one than you would have made. And she's working at it right now. I still think she, she thinks one more time, and, and she keeps trying, and it's not working. But it's really true. If you're really good at making bad decisions, just acknowledge it. And then find somebody that's really good at making good decisions and let them have a voice in your life. Because the wrong action at the wrong time is disaster. The right action, even doing right, at the wrong time will get resistance. If you, if you are, you know, you got the right action, you should do it. But what will happen is if it's the wrong time, people will step back. You ever had somebody tell you the truth, but you didn't want to hear it at that moment? You know, they told you and what they said was right, but it wasn't the right time. For example, if you're in the middle of eating a banana split, that's not the time somebody needs to talk to you about diet. You know, I hate it when I got a good meal and somebody wants to know how much weight we're losing and how healthy we ought to be. I mean, look, that's a good conversation, and I need it, but I don't need it then, okay? Uh, and so it's just the wrong time. The, number three, the, right, the wrong action at the right time. You can do the wrong thing at the right time. It's still a mistake. Peter went to, he was defending Jesus, and he cut off the ear of a soldier. But the fact is, he did it at the wrong time. It was a mistake. Now, here's the deal. The right action at the right time is success. If you can find the right thing I've got to do at that right time. It's kind of the picture, and it's really a science. It's more than a science than an art. You ever see those cliff divers? They will count out like 17 waves. And they'll say, if I don't jump between 17 and 18, it's disaster. And they literally count that. If you ever study how they do that, they'll study it. And they measure the waves to there, to the speed they're coming by, to the height. And based on how high they are, they gauge it all. It's not, it's not somebody walks off and jumps off a cliff. They walk up and determine exactly. And then their skill and their, and their spirit has to be willing at that second not to hesitate. At that second, jump. If you don't, you're in trouble. All of that has to do with timing. I, I, I've known a people that, I hate to say it, I, I've known a people that I've said, you need to ask that girl out. And they would wait, wait, wait. By the time they asked her, wanted to ask her out, she's already in, in a relationship somewhere. 
And I'm thinking, you messed up. You should have, right then, right there. That's when you, some of you today, perhaps you've got decisions you've got to make. And you know it's the right decision. That's not the problem. Most people, by the way, always know what's right and wrong. They really know. Um, they're just asking you for courage. They're saying, what should I do? They really want to know, is there an easier way to do it because it's going to take courage or cost me something? But most people know what to do. And, and most people know basically how to do what they want to do. But it's the issue of, do I make that time? Some of you have, have changed. I just heard a few months ago, some of you have changed jobs. And, and suddenly, you know, at a place where you say, I'm changing. I think you knew it was the right time. In, in my life, every time I ever changed jobs, nobody around me understood it. But I knew it. Later, they all said, oh, now we see. And I think you'll be the one that gets the insight before anybody else. So when it comes to timing, learn to value that as much as you can. Try to value that the best you can and decide, if I will take my life and use my life to look at not just what I should do, how I should do it, but I should look at when's the right time to do it, I think it can make a big difference. I believe this. You'll never be any younger than you are today. So if there's a decision you've got to make, big or little, start thinking about making it today.